0: Hey, thank you for tuning into the Wooden Cross podcast. This is your host Imlong, and in this first episode, we want to discuss about on the topic the road to eternal life, becoming sons and daughters of God. So, what does it mean to be sharing in the divine life of God? How do we become sons and daughters of God? Why are we called sons and daughters of God? To understand this, we have to define The meaning of life as we know it and to understand what Bible says when it speaks about divine life. Life is a physical entity, a living organism as opposed to inanimate matter or objects. Biologically, we are all sons and daughters of our parents. You are a parent to a child, or you are a a child of someone. So we understand life as a biological entity, a physical process as opposed to an inanimate object or matter. But when the Bible talks about becoming sons and daughters of God, it means something very different. Yet to all who received Him, to those who believed in His name, He gave the right to become children of God. In our critical statement, the Nicene Creed, it says that Christ is the Son of God, begotten, not created, begotten by His Father before all worlds. John 3.16 In other words, what it seems to be saying is something happened before nature was created, before time began, before all worlds, Christ is begotten, not created. So for this to understand, we need to go back to the Genesis account. But uh, that is a whole topic of another discussion. To understand the difference between begotten and created, I want to bring in uh, C.S. Lewis into our conversation here and reflect on what he said in his book, Mere Christianity. Now, what he says is, to beget is to become the father of, and to create is to make. And the difference is this, when you beget, you beget something of the same kind as yourself. For example, a man begets human babies, a cow begets little gows, and a bird begets egg which turns into little birds. But when you make, you make something of a different kind from yourself. Maybe a bird makes a nest, a beaver builds a dam, a man makes an automobile, a man makes a car, a mobile phone, or he may make something which looks like himself, maybe a statue. So if he is clever enough, he may make a statue which is very much like a man indeed, a poster, maybe an art. But of course, it's not a real thing. It's not a real man. It only looks like one. It cannot breathe or it cannot think. It is not alive. So Lewis put these arguments here. He says, What God begets is God, just as what man begets is man. But what God creates is not God, just as what man makes is not man. So in the creation narrative, we see that God created everything. God created man and woman in His own image, Immaculatei. But it does not say that God begotten man as it says in the case of Jesus Christ. That is why Lewis says that men are not sons of God in the sense that Christ is. They may be like God in certain ways but they are not Things of the same kind, they are more like statues or pictures of God. A statue or a picture which man makes has the shape or size of a man, but is not alive. In the same way, man has the shape and likeness of God, but he has not got the kind of life that God has. So how does man resemble God? Everything God has made has some likeness to Himself. Metaphorically speaking, the whole universe and the things within it resembles God. A flower may reflect the beauty of God. The mountains, the oceans, the space, nature may display the vastness or the greatness of God. But life in this biological sense is not the same as life there is in God. The biological life is only a kind of symbol or a shadow of it. Everything that we see around us, the physical thing, the birds, the animals, the trees, the flowers, the plants, everything resembles uh, the unceasing activities and the creativeness of God in this large universe. But when we come to man, the highest of the social animal, we get the complete resemblance to God which we know because they are made in the image of God. Man not only lives, making, and begetting, but man loves and reasons. So, among all the creation, the biological life reaches its highest point in Him, in, the, in man. So, the physical life, the biological life, as God intended reaches its highest point in a human life but what man in his natural or physical entities does not have is the spiritual life the higher and different sorts of life that exists in god so this is where the line is drawn between the biological and spiritual life so the bible distinguishes them differently as bios and zoe in greek terminology both bios and zoe means life but bios means it has the same meaning as life but it refers to the physical life zoe on the other hand means life but the meaning differs it it means eternal life of god it is the divine life life real and genuine a life active and vigorous devoted to god blessed in the portion even in this world of those who put their trust in Christ but after the resurrection to be consummated by new ascension and to last forever the biological life which comes to us through nature like everything else in nature will decay will die away in the form of air water, food, etc but the spiritual life which is in God from all eternity, and which made the whole natural world is eternal. So Lewis argues that this bios has a certain shadowy or symbolic representation to Zoe, but only the sort of resemblance that there is between a photo and a place, or a statue and a man. He goes on to say that, a man who changed from having bios to having zoe would have gone through as a big change as a statue which changed from, a, from being a garth stone to being a real man. And that is exactly what becoming sons and daughters means, to become a child of God. And that is what Christ-like life means. God has called us to this zoe life we cannot become God ourselves, but God has called each of us to share His divine life by making each of us sons and daughters. This is what living a Christian spiritual life, as Paul exhorted in Galatians 3, 3. He says, For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. To know Christ and to live in Christ is to transcend this biological life and to live in the Zoe divine life once we accept the life in Christ we also share in his kingdom and even though we die yet we live that is the starting point of our journey knowing who we are and why we believe that is the invitation to live a kingdom lifestyle that is the invitation to live to share in the kingdom of God Yet to all who received him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. So that's all for this week, folks. Thank you for tuning in, and I'll catch you next week with a new episode. Bye.